Build It Coach Quick Tips, Episode 34, Better Way Barney, the ultimate budget buster. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Builder Coach. I help you, the owner, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Builder Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. First and foremost, my sincere apologies for leaving you for a few weeks. I was on assignment. I can't go too much into the nature of the assignment, but yes, I am an active construction professional. Um, I'm not dabbling in this. I'm just trying to give you my advice, but there are some times where I'm off on an assignment and I'm unable to unfortunately dip in and give you the advice that I would like to on a weekly or at least a um, two times a week basis. So my apologies. I'm back off of that assignment and now ready to rev in and give you this this dollar saving, this money saving um, um, information that I want to share with you um, so that you don't lose your shirt within a construction renovation slash remodeling project. Now, remind reminder, again, I always want to remind people, because even when I'm out on assignment talking to people, um, again, they always flash back to what they see on TV when, when I start talking. Reminder, this podcast is about the nuts, the nitty gritty, the behind the scenes of your project. It is not necessarily about the pretty pictures. There's plenty of that that you can see on TV, seeing pretty pictures reveals the whole drama of what you see on, you know, cable network TV. All right. We recognize that we need to know our P's, which is the process, the process that helps us avoid problems so that we can avoid being pissed and most importantly, avoid getting ripped off and becoming pocket poor. One more time, if you're looking to hire a great contractor, visit buildacoach.com forward slash hire. It's a free fantastic resource that provides a blueprint on how not to hire just a good contractor, but a great contractor. Now, again, welcome to the quick tip series. And this is going to be the last of the quick tip series where we've introduced some characters. The reason why we introduce these characters, because characters, the way your brain works, your brain works around remembering stories. So if, if I introduce these concepts to you, via a character, the likelihood of you remembering them becomes much greater. And when you're in the midst of your renovation or remodeling contract um, project, a character may come up in your mind and you might say, look, I remember Proposal Pete. Dale talked about Proposal Pete or Disaster Dave or Slow Mo Stanley or No Problem Paul. All right. That's why we're introducing these characters so they can come into your mind. All right. And so now today we're going to talk about bad money, Barney. All right. Bad money, Barney. Now, bad money, Barney is typical, right? He's a contractor. And again, a recap, contractors are running a business. All right. A business is always looking to increase their profits. And there are only two ways 
to increase your profits, all right? You get more customers, all right? Or you increase the profits from your existing customers, all right? And that's not easy. It's not always easy to get new work because you need salespeople, ads, et cetera. That costs money. But what costs less money and sometimes is less hassle, especially to a, you know, a, a, a project owner, meaning you, the owner, the person who owns the property. If you're not knowing, then you become the cash cow and the contractor devises a plan to extract money from you, extract money out of your bank account. All right. So again, today we will talk about bad money, Barney. All right. Project cash crash. Now, this is an unfortunate reality within the construction industry. Um, you know, this is a situation where the property owner, and this is with bad money, Barney, the p- property owner unwittingly enters into a Ponzi scheme. Yes. A Ponzi scheme named after the famous Italian trickster, Charles Ponzi. Some call it a house of cards. All right. A house with a weak foundation that eventually falls. All right. Contractors are looking to construct your renovation or remodeling project, not just to make a profit. All right. Not just to make the profit. They want your project sometimes because they are hungry for a down payment cash. All right. They're looking for cash flow in the moment. They are operating in the moment saying, man, if I could just get one other project started, I can get a down payment and get an infusion of cash to keep my business running. I had a project a long time ago, Gaithersburg, Gaithersburg, Maryland. It was an oil recycling station, small oil recycling station. This is a place where residents drop off their mortar oil, you know, on the weekend, the weekend warriors, your antifreeze, etc., hazardous liquids from their personal vehicles or the household. Anyways, I entered into a contract with a small construction company. The company I worked for at the time, we won a contract. So, um, you know, it was a small project. So we needed a kind of a, not a large contract to do the work that would be expensive. So I entered, entered into a contract with a small construction company. Now, this happens sometimes with smaller companies. They insisted on having a 20% down payment to get started on the project. All right. Now, this is unusual. So. Normally, we give like maybe a 10% mobilization, but 20% was kind of on the higher side. So I spoke with the owner and he agreed to the 20% down payment. All right. Went downstairs to the accounting office. A check was provided, but we didn't see the contractor for two weeks. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm calling, 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 calling. Calling, 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 calling. And every time I called and maybe I connect, We'll be out on the job in two days. We'll be out. We'll be out soon. Well, like I said, that two days was not honest. That two days became two weeks. Now, the contractor eventually showed up on a job. I inquired and I was pissed. Really, I was pissed. I was like, what in the hell happened? They told me they had to finish up another job. They apologized and got to work. The quality of work was great. They got about 70% done with the project and then they disappeared again. This time for about a week. All right. To keep a long story short, I learned the contractor started work on another job. In order to obtain a down payment for the other renovation job, they had to start and create a cash flow. And guess what? They were using the money 
from the other job to finance their payroll to keep their employees happy on the job that they were on currently, which was my job. So you get it? They were on my job, got finished 70%. Now, because they were bad cash managers, and we'll go into it a little bit more, but because they were bad cash managers, they left my job, went to another job, and probably got anywhere from a 20% to a 30% down payment, probably promised that customer that they were going to get started, but then did the same thing to that customer. Left, went back to my job, but had their cash in hand. Basically, it's a game of musical chairs, all right? I know, the story can kind of make your head spin. So it's clear what's going on. The contractor is robbing Peter to pay Paul. The game is all about cash flow, meeting payroll, paying their bills. Unfortunately, you, the homeowner, is the cash cow. Repeat, contractors are notorious bad money managers. For instance, take a doctor. A doctor may be good at healing, prescribing medicine, or performing a procedure, but maybe be a horrible business person. The same thing goes with contractors. Many are good builders, right? They can build these wonderful things, but are horrible money managers. And I could tell you a bunch of stories about good contractors that can do good work, but are terrible money managers. And unfortunately, this is commonplace, all right? Commonplace within the construction industry. Now, fortunately, my job got completed. Like I said, the contractor was able to use the money from other jobs to finance the completion of my project. Yes, the customer, the contractor used money from another project to finance his payroll. Now, although my situation turned out okay, I say okay because there was a lot of stress dealing with the uncertainty regarding the con- whether the contractor would return. It was a mental con- um, concern every hour on the hour, all right? Secondly, my project was completed late according to my original plan, but not late enough to where it disrupted the final completion date. Now, many of you out there may have a hard completion date, right? Like for instance, let's say you were doing a kitchen, right? You don't want your kitchen out of commission for such a long time where you can't operate your household properly. That would be a big disruption, bathrooms, etc. You want to take a bath every day, don't you? You may plan to say, hey, I've made you know um, uh, preparations to um, either cook or take a shower or I have enough money to eat out for a week And then the contractor's taking three weeks to complete your project. That's going to throw you off. All right? All right? The contractor, look, I have to make this point. The contractor was constantly looking for additional projects to meet payroll so that they could pay their crew. I must double click on this point, right? Payroll. Contractors, again, are notorious. It's the labor. The labor is where they are experiencing the most risk. Most of the time it's the labor because many times they don't estimate properly how long it takes to do a project. So they run long on labor materials. They, they get in trouble sometimes, especially if they have bid your project, let's say 90 days ago and there's a, a ramp up um, in material prices. For instance, um, during the COVID um, times, Prices for materials were all over the place because the supply chain was being disrupted. 
plants had to shut down. Then they had to rush and pay overtime to meet orders and then availability. Availability was low for certain materials. And as we know, there's a supply and demand relationship. Um, You know, less supply, you have a high demand, prices will go up. All right. And that happens sometimes, you know, during war times where you have, you know, um, you know, the military or the government is competing for certain materials. I remember um, during the um, Gulf War, copper prices were going through the roof and that could have a big time leverage price on, let's say, if you were doing something that had a lot to do with a lot to do with plumbing, let's say a bathroom project where you have copper piping, etc. All right. But in this case, again, you, the property owner, become the bank because contractors, when it comes to labor, especially the smaller contractors, keep in mind, they don't necessarily have access to a line of credit to keep them afloat. Your medium-sized to large-sized contractors or more sophisticated small contractors will have a line of credit, all right, to where they can go to a bank and get a temporary line of credit to finance their labor obligations, all right? To finance their labor obligations is a big time, big thing, and that's that's why you want to kind of check out the financial, you know, strength of your contractor before going into business. A contractor that's very, very poor, and I get it, right? Contractors are hard to find sometimes, and we don't necessarily want to um, not use a contractor because they're not necessarily financially strong, but you have to keep in mind, you're going to have to use a different strategy, a different risk management strategy to make sure that that contractor gets across the finish line. Now, like I was talking about, Materials, example, if they estimated your tub will cost $400 and it cost $550 and the job takes three weeks to install as opposed to one week, that's going to chart, that's going to create a challenge for your contractor. All right. And then you can multiply this by other mistakes um, across your project. And again, cash flow was always a problem mixed with materials and they could cause a, a big, 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 big stream. All right on your project, all right? A big strain. Now, how can you, what can you do to combat, um, you know, Bad Money Barney? Bad Money Barney being this disappearing contractor, right? Um, What can you do? And before I talk about these steps, I need to reverse. So how does this, how does this relate to Change Order Charlie? Well, when when the contractor starts having payroll issues, all right. This is the big this is really what this episode is all about. When they're starting to have starting to have payroll issues and they've um underestimated, I should you know, underestimated on how much it would cost them for materials or labor, they are going to start creating fictitious change orders. Things that don't exist. And they'll start giving you a hard time as an owner. Start creating situations to where it's that your fault. It'll be your fault. Why you owe them money. All right. And that's why you want to understand this up front. If you see that a contractor is struggling from day one and they started to disappear, odds are that they are in financial trouble and they're going to start creating a situation where they're going to start asking you for money. All right. You're going to start asking you for money and start creating these fictitious change orders and then do a little bit of work and disappear again. So your cash management strategy is going to be important, not overpaying your contractors, etc. But here's some other additional tips, all right? You can follow these steps, all right? Number one, always ask for a copy of your license 
of your contractor's license. Confirm they are licensed in your state business's data database. All right. Make sure they're licensed in your area, in your jurisdiction. Make sure first and foremost that they are legitimate. Word of caution. Um, all right. It is the law of many jurisdictions that if you hire an unlicensed contractor, you automatically surrender any financial recourse if your project goes to hell. Meaning that many jurisdictions, I don't want to say all because I don't know all the laws across wherever you live. But if you hire a licensed contractor, you are given certain legal rights if they don't complete your job. But if you hire someone who is unlicensed, not skilled in that work, good luck. Many jurisdictions say, hey, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have hired that person in the first place. All right. In the first place, which brings me to number two. Confirm the length of time that this contractor has been in business. All right. Again, this can be confirmed in a database. Does the contractor have a firm track record? All right. They can still be small. Right. But they should have a track record. You're taking a gamble if you're dealing with a contractor that doesn't have a track record. All right. Should be able to show some level of expertise which checks me to really number three, which a lot of people don't do. Number three, check the contractor's references. Ask for three or more references. Visit the job sites that they worked on or the projects that they worked on. Speak to the owner. All right. Visit the other job that they have in progress or the most recently recent job that they finish. And this is the key, man. Really ask for a bad reference. If a contractor tells you he's never had a bad project, oh man, I I don't know. I guess it's possible. I'm almost going to say it's impossible, but I always leave, you know, leave room for anomalies. Maybe, but a contractor should be able to give you a bad reference. But why ask for a bad reference? Truthfully speaking, a a good contractor is going to have some bad projects, but you want to learn how the contractor came to some level of resolution on that bad project. You can learn about a con- uh, uh, about a contractor by learning about their conflict resolution skills, all right? And that's why I say you can learn a lot from a bad project and all contractors. Uh, again, I hate to say all cuz I don't want to sound ignorant and stupid, but most contractors have had a bad project, all right? Number 4, Ask for copies of their general liability insurance or workman's compensation insurance. If a contractor doesn't have these key two insurance policies, run, 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 run. There used to be a popular song back in the days in the 80s called Run Joe, Run Joe, Run Joe. Uh, <laughs> just put your name where run where Joe is to say run. If your name is Karen, say run Karen or um, Elijah, say run Elijah or run Steve or run whomever. All right. Run any construction company. They must have, if they're having employees, they have to have a general liability insurance policy. And if they have employees, they, they have to have a workman's compensation insurance policy. If they don't have this, then they're not legitimate. And you are literally gambling. You might as well have gone to Las Vegas or Atlantic city and, and simply just take the $20,000, $30,000 you're using for your project and just put it on the roulette wheel and just let it spin. You're, you're better off doing that, honestly, um, because you have no idea what you're getting from a contractor. All right? You have no idea what you're getting. 
there you have it. This episode is a wrap. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn. Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against Project Chaos, Money Loss, Continuous Stress, or Greedy, Unethical Contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of homeowners and property owners who want a dream renovation or remodeling project. Make sure you subscribe to Build a Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. For more details or information, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Please, if you like what you hear at the Build a Coach, leave a review. The reviews really help grow the show, helps grow the audience, and we can reach more people who need help. Until next time, may your dream project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.